Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Friday, June 14. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and it is Friday, another week. Fantastic. I hope you guys have had an amazing week, so let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, uh, it's been a phenomenal week, lots to process, lots to do, and uh, this uh, incredible passage, and we're looking forward to reading it one more time. We ask for your spirit to bless us, give us wisdom, insight, uh, understanding, and application as well for our lives today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, we are reading again from the English Standard Version, which is how we started out the week on Sunday, the ESV, Amos chapters 7 and 8, subheading Warning Visions. This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, he was forming locusts when the latter growth was just beginning to sprout. And behold, it was the latter growth after the king's mowings. When they had finished eating the grass of the land, I said, O Lord God, please forgive. How can Jacob stand? He is so small. The Lord relented concerning this. It shall not be, said the Lord. This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, the Lord God was calling for judgment by fire, and it devoured the great deep and was eating up the land. Then I said, O Lord God, please cease. How can Jacob stand? He is so small. The Lord God relented concerning this. This also shall not be, said the Lord God. This is what he showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate, and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Subheading Amos Accused Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword and Israel must go into exile, away from his land. And Amaziah said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah, and eat bread there, and prophesy there, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary, and it is the temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore figs. But the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go, Prophesy to my people Israel. Now therefore hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not preach against the house of Isaac. Therefore thus says the Lord, Your wife shall be a prostitute in the city, and your sons and your daughters shall fall by the sword, and your land shall be divided up with a measuring line. You yourself shall die in an unclean land, and Israel shall surely go into exile away from its land. Subheading, The Coming Day of Bitter Mourning This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, The end has come upon my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The songs of the temple shall become wailings in that day, declares the Lord God. So many dead bodies. They are thrown everywhere. Silence. 
Hear this, you who trample on the needy and bring the poor of the land to an end, saying, When will the new moon be over, that we may sell grain? And the Sabbath, that we may offer wheat for sale, that we may make the ephah small and the shekel great, and deal deceitfully with false balances, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, and sell the chaff of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, Surely I will never forget any of their deeds. Shall not the land tremble on this account, and every one mourn who dwells in it, and all of it rise like the Nile, and be tossed about and sink again like the Nile of Egypt? And on that day, declares the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon, and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning, and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on every waist, and baldness on every head. I will make it like the morning for an only sun, and the end of it like a bitter day. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a famine, or nor a thirst for water, but a hearing of the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. In that day, the lovely virgins and the young men shall faint for thirst. Those who swear by the guilt of Samaria and say, As your God lives, O Dan, and as the way of Beersheba lives, they shall fall and never rise again. Mm. All right. Our final question for today, uh, for this week, is this. Uh, how might we see criticism and argument as sometimes positive things? What makes a difference? Do you agree that silence can be worse than judgment? Yeah. I, I think that silence sometimes can be worse than judgment because... Well, you, isn't silence a kind of judgment? It, it, yeah, it is. It is. It's because it's the unknown. You're not sure whether there is judgment or not judgment or whether it's positive or negative. And so you, you're kind of like, it's it's like, are they okay? Are they not okay? Uh, so you mean like kind of receiving the silent treatment mm-hmm. from a yeah. parent, family member, friend? Yeah. Yeah, that could be. But uh, how might we see criticism and argument as sometimes positive things? I think actually we should uh, try to more often see criticism and argument as positive things. I think it's difficult though because because you, you, we don't we we don't naturally place ourselves in that position when we have somebody criticize us or somebody presents an, a counter argument. Yeah, well, you know, people talk a lot about the difference between constructive and destructive mm-hmm. criticism, and I think when you're on the receiving end of criticism at all, it can be hard to make that distinction. Well, and it depends. Uh, it depends because somebody may come along to you and say, and, and it happens often. You know, it's like they'll come along and say, "Hey, this is just one small thing." What they don't know is whether that's just one small thing of many small things, or whether that oh, is that you've heard from everyone. Yeah, or whether that's just like lots of small. Uh, you know, whether that's just the only one small thing. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is complex, um, and and so you you have to you have to place yourself uh, in in different places to. To, and part of that was what we talked about earlier this week about understanding the story of everybody as to why people share and why people have advice. And well, I think not being so defensive. I think yeah. lately people have become very defensive because it's almost as if we all think that we have to be perfect. And so, therefore, if anybody says anything mm-hmm. that you could have done better, it's like there's this massive violent reaction against that. Yeah, that's and true. like I mean, anything you could have done things differently or better. I mean, sure. So it can be useful to hear what those things might have been for next time, mm-hmm. and still realize it doesn't mean that what you did was useless or that you're not a good person. Or 
you know, any of those things. You yeah. can hold both of those things in tension in your mind that you're valuable, that you've done the best that you could in this situation, and that still there are things that you could have done differently and could have so, done better. So what would make the difference is, is your personal uh, understanding of it and also their their understanding of how of why they're presenting it as well. Yeah, So the, combina- the combination of like, why did they have to share? What's the purpose behind sharing? And, and the person receiving it, um, uh, why do they have to be defensive about receiving it hearing it and or not be defensive about it and what well, can we I, do I mean about I think that? in terms of giving criticism you should do that quite carefully and quite cautiously mm. I think in most cases you don't need to tell somebody you know what they could have done better mm. especially unless they're asking you for that or unless this is your role mm. that you're their supervisor or you know otherwise who are you to go around and be the the kind of corrector of everyone in the world. Yeah. So I think that's no. a little odd. But then when people choose to do that, you can also just consider the source. I think that people who go around and constantly have to nitpick at everyone else have some kind of a problem themselves. That's actually true. So you can just kind of feel the sorry so- for them. The source, they the source feel is, the need to do the this all the time. The source is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very important. And understanding what's going on in the bigger picture is always also very, very important as well. So I think it's part of the, the entire story. That's why I think Amos does a great job handling when Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, comes and speaks to him. And, you know, because he represents the entire church and the kingdom. And he says, you know, King, do you understand what this prophet's doing? And I think he handles it well. Um as he replies back to him. He's just like, hey, I'm not even a prophet, really. Yeah, it's yeah. Just kinda I'm just going to keep I'm on doing. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to keep on saying it. And by the way, you can't divert it. So hang in there. Well, uh, let me repeat the question one more time. How might we see criticism and argument as sometimes positive things? What makes the difference? Do you agree that silence can be worse than judgment? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love. And we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.